Turkey and Russia have been at it again during the past few weeks. Russia has been helping Assad reclaim most of the country's territory. Tension and violence have escalated in the Idlib province since the end of February. 34 Turkish soldiers were killed in attacks by the Syrian army during a Russian-backed Syrian offensive. Turkey has responded to the most significant loss of its soldiers for 30 years. Turkey downed three Syrian planes, eight helicopters, and scores of tanks since last Thursday's attack. The Guardian newspaper reported, Adding to the volatile situation, Moscow sent two warships, the Admiral Makarov and the Admiral Grigorovich, both capable of firing caliber cruise missiles from the Black Sea to the Mediterranean waters off Syria on Friday. They moved through the Bosphorus Strait, which is governed by an international treaty, sailing through the heart of Istanbul. The American press reported on an escalation which is increasing Russia's involvement. We read, after Turkey had downed several Syrian jets, Moscow warned Ankara on Sunday that its aircraft would be unsafe if they entered Syrian airspace. Well, Turkey is the second largest army in NATO, but it is quickly isolating itself from its NATO partners. The pro-Palestinian Middle East Monitor stated the following, NATO has no plans to provide Turkey with military support if the government launches a military operation in northern Syria, a diplomatic source from a member told TASS on Monday. According to the Russian news agency, a NATO official said that the alliance will not invoke the principle of collective defense, known as Article 5, which is at the heart of the founding treaty. NATO countries will not support the invocation of Article 5 over the death of Turkish troops in Idlib in early February, the source said. Well, this information comes from Russia, reported by Palestinian media. That being the case, NATO, although it gives verbal support to Turkey, is very reticent to wage in on Turkey's behalf. France has tried to launch a debate on what Turkey's allies should do if Ankara requests their assistance under Article 5 of the NATO Treaty, which would require other NATO allies to come to the members' defense. The U.S. is not keen to lend aid to Turkey as it has purchased the Russian S-400 missile systems against its wishes. Well, over a million Syrian refugees have started moving into Turkey following the latest violence in Syria. Turkey has been keeping over 3.6 million Syrian refugees from entering Europe onto an agreement with the EU. The EU had pledged 6 billion euros, but has only delivered on half the amount. The EU has neglected several other areas of the agreement, and consequently Erdogan is allowing Syrian refugees to enter Europe through Turkey opening its border. Greece has responded violently. Turkey is trying to force the EU's hands into being involved. Well, this week, Erdogan also flew to Moscow to meet Vladimir Putin. According to American press, the president of Russia and Turkey said they had reached an agreement on a ceasefire to begin at midnight Thursday in northwestern Syria, where escalating fighting had threatened to put forces from the other countries into direct conflict. The deal struck by Russian President Vladimir Putin and Turkish President Erdogan also would set up a security corridor along a key east-west highlight highway in the Idlib province. The agreement seems to favor Russian interests, as the AP article continued to state. 
The agreement appears to achieve Russia's key goal of allowing the Syrian government to secure control over strategic highways, essential for consolidation of its grip on the country after a devastating nine-year war. AP also reported that Putin put Turkey's losses into perspective. It stated, Putin offered Erdogan his condolences over Turkish military losses, but noted that Syrian troops, troops had also suffered heavy casualties. Turkish Defense Minister announced that two more of its soldiers were killed Thursday, raising the number slain in Syria since the start of February to 60. But while the world is celebrating the ceasefire, the Bible tells us it's only temporary. The book of Daniel describes clearly the events of the latter days, as we read in Daniel chapter 11, verse 40. At the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind, and so on. Well, the hymn in this passage is clearly Turkey. The king of the south, the power that controlled the former area of the Ptolemaic Empire, was Britain, who pushed at the Ottoman Turks in 1917, ejecting them from the land and clearing the way for the establishment of a Jewish homeland in Palestine. Daniel 11 verse 40 aligns with Revelation that describes the drying up of the river Euphrates, which equated with the Ottoman Turks who burst their banks around 1299 AD and flooded the Byzantine Empire, taking Constantinople in 1453. Since that time, it occupied Palestine until pushed out in 1917, fulfilling the words of Revelation chapter 16, verse 12, where we read, The sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. So the nation that had overflowed the banks of the Euphrates in the 1290s was now going to be dried up. Well, Ezekiel chapter 38, which runs parallel to Daniel chapter 11, clearly states that there would be a large Jewish contingent in the land at the time of the end. They would be called Israel. We read in Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 8, After many days thou shalt be visited. In the latter years thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword, and is gathered out of many people, against the mountains of Israel, which has always been waste, but is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely, all of them. Well, God specifically indicts Gog for coming against his people of Israel in Ezekiel 38 and verse 14, where we read, Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say unto Gog, Thus saith the Lord God, in that day when my people of Israel dwell safely, shalt thou not know it? Well, Gog is the leader of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, their names given in the RSV, which equate with the modern nations of Russia, the area of Moscow, and Tobolsk. They are also in cahoots with the land of Magog and the tribes of Gomer, which, great, which relate to modern Germany and France. Well, if you turn back to Daniel 11, we find the king of the north, which equates to Ezekiel's Rosh, is also going to push at Turkey and overflow through Israel all the way down into Egypt. So we read in Daniel 11, at the time of the end, shall the king of the south, which was Britain, push at him, which was Turkey. And then the king of the north would come against him like a whirlwind. So this is that Russian host with chariots and horsemen and many ships and shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and pass over. He shall also enter into the glorious land, which is Israel. 
and many countries shall be overthrown. But these shall escape out of his hand, even Edom and Moab and the chief of the children of Ammon, which is the area of Jordan. He shall stretch forth his hand also on the countries, and the land of Egypt shall not escape, but he shall have power over the treasures of gold and silver, and over all the precious things of Egypt, and the Libyans and the Ethiopians shall be in his steps. But tidings out of the east and of the north shall trouble him, therefore he shall go forth with a great fury to destroy, and utterly to make away many. Well, that's Daniel 11, verses 40 to 44. And we see the king of the north coming against him, which is Turkey, which is with chariots and horses and ships. This is both a land and sea invasion. So while Erdogan and Putin are saying peace and safety, the Bible clearly indicates that sudden destruction is coming. Like Ezekiel's Gog, he is interested in the spoil of the land. He doesn't stop in Turkey. Ezekiel describes him as thinking an evil thought in verse 7, going into Israel. Daniel describes him as pushing all the way down into Egypt. Yet, we read, he shall come to his end, and none shall help him. So, as we see conflict in the Middle East simmering on a slow boil, we can be confident that the return of the Lord is at the door. Russian ships are moving into the area. Its troops are poised to strike if provoked. However, the day will be won by the Lord Jesus Christ, who will arrive on the scene to save the nation of Israel and establish the kingdom of God on earth. The day is at hand. All the players are moving into place. So let us look up and lift up our heads, for our redemption draweth nigh. For the Bible and the News, this has been Jonathan Bowen joining you.